Chapter 16, verses 27 through 31. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 27 through 31. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Gregory, when the rich man in flames found that all hope was taken away from him, his mind turns to those relations whom he had left behind. As it is said, then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father Abraham, to send him to my father's house. Augustine, he asked that Lazarus should be sent, because he felt himself unworthy to offer testimony to the truth. And as he had not obtained even to be cooled for a little while, much less does he expect to be set free from hell for the preaching of the truth. Chrysostom, now mark his perverseness, not even in the midst of his torments does he keep to truth. If Abraham is thy father, how sayest thou, send him to thy father's house? But thou hast not forgotten thy father, for he has been thy ruin. Gregory, the hearts of the wicked are sometimes, by their own punishment, taught the exercise of charity, but in vain, so that they indeed have an especial love to their own, who while attached to their sins did not love themselves. Hence it follows, and I have five brethren, that he may testify to them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Ambrose, but it is too late for the rich man to begin to be master, when he has no longer time for learning or teaching. Gregory, and here we must remark what fearful sufferings are heaped upon the rich man in flames, for in addition to his punishment, his knowledge and memory are preserved. He knew Lazarus whom he had despised. He remembered his brethren whom he left. For that sinners in punishment may be still more punished, they both see the glory of those whom they had despised, and are harassed about the punishment of those whom they had unprofitably loved. But to the rich man seeking Lazarus to be sent to them, Abraham immediately answers as follows. Abraham saith to him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. Chrysostom, as if he said, Thy brethren are not so much thy care as God's, who created them, and appointed them teachers to admonish and urge them. But by Moses and the prophets, he here means the Mosaic and prophetic writings. Ambrose, in this place our Lord most plainly declares the Old Testament to be the ground of faith, thwarting the treachery of the Jews, and precluding the iniquity of heretics. Gregory, but he who had despised the words of God, supposed that his followers could not hear them. Hence it is added, and he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went to them from the dead, they would repent. For when he heard the scriptures, he despised them, and thought them fables, and therefore, according to what he had felt himself, he judged the like of his brethren. Gregory of Nisau, but we are also taught something besides, that the soul of Lazarus is neither anxious about present things, 
nor looks back to aught that it has left behind. But the rich man, as it were, caught by birdlime, even after death is held down by his carnal life. For a man who becomes altogether carnal in his heart, not even after he has put off his body, is out of the reach of his passions. Gregory, but soon the rich man is answered in the words of truth. For it follows, and he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they believe, though one rose from the dead. For they who despise the words of the law will find the commands of their Redeemer, who rose from the dead, as they are more sublime, so much the more difficult to fulfill. Chrysostom. But that it is true that he who hears not the scriptures takes no heed to the dead who rise again, the Jews have testified, who at one time indeed wished to kill Lazarus, but at another laid hands upon the apostles, notwithstanding that some had risen from the dead at the hour of the cross. Observe this also, that every dead man is a servant, but whenever the scriptures say, the Lord says, Therefore let it be that dead men should rise again, and an angel descend from heaven. The scriptures are more worthy of credit than all. For the Lord of angels, the Lord as well of the living and the dead, is their author, but if God knew this, that the dead rising again profited the living, he would not have omitted it, seeing that he disposes all things for our advantage. Again, if the dead were often to rise again, this too would in time be disregarded. And the devil also would easily insinuate perverse doctrines, devising resurrection also by means of his own instruments, not indeed really rising up the deceased, but by certain delusions deceiving the sight of the beholders, or contriving, that is, setting up some to pretend death. Augustine, but someone may say, if the dead have no care for the living, how did the rich man ask Abraham that he should send Lazarus to his five brethren? But because he said this, did the rich man therefore know what his brethren were doing, or what was their condition at that time? His care about the living was such that he might yet be altogether ignorant what they were doing, just as we care about the dead, although we know nothing of what they do. But again the question occurs, how did Abraham know that Moses and the prophets are here in their books? Whence also had he known that the rich man had lived in luxury, but Lazarus in affliction? Not surely when these things were going on in their lifetime, but at their death he might know through Lazarus telling him, that in order that might not be false, which the prophet says, Abraham heard us not. The dead might also hear something from the angels who are ever present at the things which are done here. They might also know some things which it were necessary for them to have known, not only past but also future, through the revelation of the Church of God. Augustine, but these things may be so taken in allegory, that by the rich man we understand the proud Jews, ignorant of the righteousness of God, and going about to establish their own. The purple and fine linen are the grandeur of the kingdom, and the kingdom of God, he says, shall be taken away from you. The sumptuous feasting is the boasting of the law, in which they gloried, rather abusing it to swell their pride than using it as the necessary means of salvation. But the beggar, by name Lazarus, which is interpreted assisted, signifies want, as, for instance, some Gentile or publican, 
who is all the more relieved, as he presumes less on the abundance of his resources. Gregory, Lazarus then full of sores, figuratively represents the Gentile people, who, when turned to God, were not ashamed to confess their sins. Their wound was in the skin. For what is confession of sins but a certain bursting forth of wounds? But Lazarus, full of wounds, desired to be fed by the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, and no more give to him, because that proud people disdained to admit any Gentile to the knowledge of the law. The words flowed down to him from knowledge, as the crumbs fell from the table. Augustine, but the dogs which licked the poor man's sores are those most wicked men who love sin, who with their large tongue cease not to praise the evil works, which another loathes, groaning in himself and confessing. Gregory, sometimes also in the holy word by dogs are understood preachers, according to that, that the tongue of the dogs may be read by the very blood of thy enemies. For the tongue of dogs, while it licks the wound, heals it. For holy teachers, when they instruct us in confession of sin, touch as it were by the tongue of the soul's wound. The rich man was buried in hell, but Lazarus was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. That is, into that secret rest of which the truth says, Many shall come from the east and the west, and shall lie down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast into utter darkness. But being afar off, the rich man lifted up his eyes to behold Lazarus, because the unbelievers, while they suffer the sentence of their condemnation, lying in the deep, fix their eyes upon certain of the faithful, abiding before the day of the last judgment, and rest above them whose bliss afterwards they would in no wise contemplate. But that which they behold is afar off, for thither they cannot attain by their merits. But he is described to burn chiefly in his tongue, because the unbelieving people held in their mouth the word of God, which in their deeds they despise to keep. In that part, then, a man will have most burning, wherein he most of all shows he knew that which he refused to do. Now Abraham calls him his son, whom at the same time he delivers not from torments, because the fathers of this unbelieving people observe that many have gone aside from their faith, are not moved with any compassion to rescue them from torments, whom nevertheless they recognize as sons. Augustine, by the five brothers whom he says he has in his father's house, he means the Jews who were called five, because they were bound under the law which was given by Moses, who wrote five books. Chrysostom, or he had five brothers, that is, the five senses, to which he was before a slave, and therefore he could not love Lazarus, because his brethren loved not poverty. Those brethren have sent thee into these torments. They cannot be saved unless they die. Otherwise, it must needs be that the brethren dwell with their brother. But why seekest thou that I should send Lazarus? They have Moses and the prophets. Moses was the poor Lazarus, who counted the poverty of Christ greater than the riches of Pharaoh. Jeremiah, cast into the dungeon, was fed on the bread of affliction, and all the prophets teach those brethren. But those brethren cannot be saved unless someone rise from the dead. For those brethren, before Christ was risen, brought me to death. He is dead. But those brethren have risen again. For my eye sees Christ, my ear hears him, my hands handle him. 
From that we have said then, we determine the fit place for Marcion and Manichaeus, who destroy the Old Testament. See what Abraham says, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, as though he said, Thou doest well by expecting him who is to rise again. But in them Christ speaks, If thou wilt hear them, thou wilt hear him also. Gregory, but the Jewish people, because they disdained to spiritually understand the words of Moses, did not come to him of whom Moses had spoken. Ambrose, or else Lazarus is poor in this world, but rich to God, for not all poverty is holy, nor all riches vile, but as luxury disgraces riches, so holiness commends poverty. Or is there any apostolic man, poor in speech, but rich in faith, who keeps the true faith, requiring not the appendage of words. To such a one I liken him who oft times, beaten by the Jews, offered the wounds of his body, to be licked, as it were, by certain dogs. Blessed dogs, unto whom the dropping from such wounds so falls as to fill the heart and mouth of those whose office it is to guard the house, preserve the flock, keep off the wolf. And because the word is bred, our faith is of the word, the crumbs are, as it were, certain doctrines of the faith, that is to say, the mysteries of the scriptures. But the Arians who court the alliance of regal power, that they may assail the truth of the church, do not they seem to you to be in purple and fine linen. And these, when they defend the counterfeit instead of the truth, abound in flowing discourses. Rich heresy has composed many gospels, and poor faith has kept this single gospel, which it had received. Rich philosophy has made itself many gods. The poor church has known only one. Do not those riches seem to you to be poor, and that poverty to be rich? Augustine. Again also, that story may be understood, so that we may take Lazarus to mean our Lord, lying at the gate of the rich man, because he condescended to the proud ears of the Jews in the lowliness of his incarnation desiring to be fed from the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, that is, seeking from them even the least works of righteousness, which, through pride, they would not use for their own table, that is, their own power, which works, although very slight and without discipline of perseverance in a good life, sometimes at least they might do by chance, as crumbs frequently fall from the table. The wounds are the sufferings of our Lord, the dogs who licked them are the Gentiles, whom the Jews called unclean. And yet, with the sweetest odor of devotion, they lick the suffering of our Lord in the sacraments of his body and blood throughout the whole world. Abraham's bosom is understood to be the hiding place of the Father, whither after his passion our Lord, rising again, was taken up, whither he said to be carried by the angels, as it seems to me, because that reception by which Christ reached the Father's secret place, the angels announced to the disciples, the rest may be taken according to the former explanation, because that is well understood to be the Father's secret place, where even before the resurrection the souls of the righteous live with God. End of chapter 16